Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. This Saturday, June 12th at Pinball's Kingdom on I-35 South in Buda, Texas. Mission Pro Wrestling returns for Keep Them Talking and Face for Wrestling is a sponsor. A stacked eight match card with the first ever tag team match for Mission Pro Wrestling. A tournament for the number one contendership. La Rosa Negra defends her hard-earned Mission Pro Championship against Lady Frost. Watch live in person or stream the show on Title Match Network and possibly see Matt get the chop of a lifetime thanks to all the support you have shown us here and for Mission Pro Wrestling. Welcome back to another episode of the Face for Wrestling video Bye. podcast. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. So what's been going on since last we talked? Not a whole lot. Just, you know, watching wrestling, doing the thing. Oh, on my end, someone's being a jerk. We'll never know who that is. I wonder where he learned it from. <laughs> he said you're a jerk. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't him. It was you. It, it was you. Yes. I mean, his favorite wrestler is the most evil person of all time. Um, Saki? Yeah. Ah! No. <laughs> favorite wrestler is Saki. I'd like to point out that I have a fan on my side. The fan. Our one fan is on my side. <laughs> all one of them. That's all I need. Looking forward to your birthday present? Uh, You know, we'll see what she does. Hopefully she won't try to kill me. I'm planning on wearing the holiday shirt to the event. That way I can get a little brownie points before she slaps the crap out of me. It's just going to make it worse. She's not going to want to slap her own shirt. She'll have you pull it up, and that way it's bare skin. That's where I cheat the system, and I wear the holiday hoodie with the holiday t-shirt underneath. You're just going to make it worse for yourself, dude. Did no, you get the hoodie? The, the no, dungeon? I didn't get the hoodie yet. I was going to, but I, I don't know. It doesn't have pockets in it. I don't know how I feel about a hoodie without pockets. All right, with all that out of the way, it's Sunday afternoon on January 6th. Still at the Osaka World Pavilion for an advertised four-match card. Keyword on advertised there. And we have every type of match included all in one easy-to-watch show this time. An opener triple tag match, followed by a traditional tag match, a four-way tag match, and a singles for the high-speed championship in the main event of the show. Attendance is at a solid 205. Live? No. no Recorded. And the crowd is into this one. Up first is the triple tag match with Team Bad. Sadie, Jamie, and Bobby. Something doesn't seem right here. Karate. Yeah, I'm a little confused. And they are going up against the sisters of Hanan, Hina, and Rina. Matt is going to have fun trying to explain all of this. This is two pages for one promo. This might be the longest promo package leading into a match we've done in stardom yet. So it starts off with Hanan saying it's the third show in Osaka. Hina then says we face Jamie, Sadie, and Bobby. And 3v3 with them will be tough. But we'll work together and do our best. Let's go O. And I want to point out, once again, Hina doesn't get to speak. Sorry, I said Hina, but Rena said that. Hina didn't get to speak once again. That's not fair to her. We then shoot over to the other locker room where Mary says some Spanish. Okay, so (laughs) 
I really don't know what to say because this is how fast it was. Hello, friends. Once more, this group will win. Fair enough. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> and as awkward as that was, Sadie gets on the mic to be even more awkward. She says, hello. So today we are a tag team. Wait, no, we're not. We are teaming with Jamie Hayter. And then she gets really confused. So Bobby jumps in and says, she blocked me on Facebook. Oh. Now she's going to die. And this might be the most awkward promo we've done yet. We then shoot over to Jamie. So, kind of confused as why today I'm teaming up with Bobby and Sadie. I was kind of in that group at the beginning, but I kicked their ass both days. I don't know what stardom management thinks teaming someone in Odiotai, she does the symbol, with two people in Hana's group. I don't know how it's going to work. They don't like me, and I sure don't like them. They're going to take the L. I don't want to help them out. I might just sit on the sideline and let them do their thing and lose, because, you know, the three girls are tough. For how old they are, they're very tough. I know they do a bunch of judo throws, and I don't do anything like that. So we'll see. But I don't want to get involved. I don't want to team with people I don't like, or I'm not in their team. So yeah, I guess Bobby and Sadie are going to take the L, and Jamie isn't going to do anything about it. I'm glad you went through all that. The only thing I have from this intro, promo, whatever y'all want to call this, is, is that Mary's in the mix to replace Jamie as Bobby finally explains the origins of the TCS theme lyrics. Yeah, I did think it was amusing that with Bobby and Sadie, they just refer to them as Bobby and Sadie. But every time somebody mentioned Jamie Hayter, they make a point to say Jamie Hayter. It's never just Jamie. Even Jamie Hayter refers to herself as Jamie Hayter. I know I said the crowd was into it for this show, but I did have a good chuckle when Jamie came out first. Her music was louder than normal, and you could only hear the one fan near the camera clap just ever so slightly. Ooh. We kick off a middle-aged ref checking everything out, and the sister's rushing the mismatched team. That's close enough. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> mismatched. Okay. They clear everyone out except Jamie and start the dropkick train on her. Ina got a rough-looking one in there, too. Looked like it went right in the throat of Jamie. There was a little bit of snugness and a lot of the stuff done in this match. They pull Jamie out, and Hunnan tries for a pin. It doesn't work. Serena goes in to hit some nice-looking arm drags and tag in Hina. She was doing great with the dropkicks. So she hits some more, and they look good, too. Hunnan is tagged in and looks to be going to issue the business, but Jamie hits a double-A quality spine buster on her. That thing was double thumbs up. Yeah, it was snug. It looked great. As she's holding Hunnan in place, Jamie's tag partners drop to the floor to leave her in there by herself. <laughs> yeah, I like how it started off with her saying she wasn't going to do anything. She was going to force them to go out there and lose. But now they're refusing to do anything with her. It's great. Storytelling. In Jamie's confusion, it was enough of an opening for Hina and Rena to come in to lock in the double arm bars, number 17 and 19, I believe, on this one, and Hanan to get in the figurion after catching her off guard. It doesn't last long as Bobby and Sadie have a slight change of heart and help out Jamie. They pick Hanan as their target, and Bobby, what what is this right here? Self-rock bottom jumping off the ropes? It's her falling STO. However, in this specific instance, I had to watch it three times, because it very much so looked like Hanan slammed her instead of the other way around. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. It has Hanan laying prone to a flying frog splash from the top from Sadie. Jamie is quick to hit a snap suplex to Hanan, but it only gets a two before everyone is in to break it up. Once cleared, Jamie hits a weird-looking backbreaker and follows it up with a running knee to the face for the three and three minutes even. I like that. When she does that, that's like that's pretty much my favorite part when she puts that knee to the face. I like the knee to the face, but the ending of this match just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It did. 
confused. I wrote down um, a wrestling show broke out during a fight. <laughs> and then on top Funny of you it, should mention that. I was say, on top of it, I was kind of confused because that was only half of the timer on the little video player. Jamie looks to be bragging about her fight as Hana comes to the ring. Hana says, Jamie, nice fight. You joined my group, but you quit on the very first day. You joined Oedo Tai, but look who's here with you now. It's us. And it seems like they're trying to set up maybe the hottest feud kind of going on in the promotion at the moment. Wouldn't you agree, Waldo? Eh. Eleven on ten. She then says, right, everyone? Japanese people are very secluded, which gets a chuckle from the crowd. Oh, you won't fit in with them. You're better off with a free team like us. Won't you rejoin us? Karate. She then sticks out her hand for Jamie Hayter to shake it, but Jamie kicks it and takes a beating from the entirety of Hana's team. At which point, Kegitsu and Natsu run out, clear it up a little bit, and get on the mic. And Kegitsu says, what the hell are you doing? The match is over. If you want to fight, then fight us right now. And a match breaks out. At which point, helpful subtitle guy informs us that it will now be Kegitsu and Natsu versus Hana and Mary. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. They get into it right after Jamie rejects Hana's offer to rejoin, and middle-aged ref just can't keep things under control. He just threw his hands up and like, you know, whatever. The rest of Oyodotai comes out, and the bell won't stop ringing until Kegitsu grabs for the mic. It's time for a match, right now! TCS versus Oyodotai in the last battle of the Osaka chairs. It's got that middle-aged ref calls for the starting bell, and everyone is already outside. Hana does some taunting with Kegitsu on the outside to let the crowd know that she's the business and you can hear a middle-aged ref saying, hey, 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 hey. He said yeah, hey. he says it a lot. They are all up in the crowd area. The best part is everyone just watches like this is a normal occurrence. <laughs> There's a part where Mighty grabs Natsu to drag her back to the main area and you can see how small this arena is. However, that being said, the attendance numbers actually make sense and indicate we have some sellouts while we've been here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd rather have a full small house than an empty large house. That argument's been made a lot. Yeah. Natsu is the first one rolled into the ring with Mighty following her, and she issues a nasty-sounding chop with Natsu in the ropes. Down in the corner, Natsu is in for the Bronco Buster. Mighty just stands up to counter it and powerbombs Natsu. Nice. Impressive. Very impressive. Then she just works her over, and we get the double bow and arrows to Natsu and Kegitsu. Natsu tries to use the ropes for an assisted pin, but it's slightly out of reach, and Mighty has no problem breaking the pin. Hana is in to help, but Natsu gets the best of them with a double clothesline. She tags in Kegitsu, who runs wild on Mighty at 200 miles an hour. Holy God, what's going on here? Yeah, no, I still thought the last match was a little bit snug, and then Kegitsu was like, let me show you something. She, she was like, hey, watch this. Out of a corner splash, and Kikitsu flies in from the outside with an excellent dropkick. But she makes a mistake by trying to pick up Mari in some sort of rack. Yep. Mari easily breaks away, and we see Hana come back in. Kikitsu gets out of a belly-to-belly -belly suplex, and it sees the lady exchange blows back and forth. Hana gets the upper hand out of it, and when they both follow each other running the ropes, she gets in a beautiful high kick to Kikitsu. She repeats the kick while Kegitsu is laying on the middle rope, and then for a third time on the bottom rope to complete the trifecta. To be such a tiny person, I don't think anybody does a big boot bigger than she does. Oh, it's amazing looking, too. Yeah, I think the secret is she really kicks him in the face. <laughs> Speaking of amazing, her crowd work. Yeah. 
all she has to do is snap her fingers, and they are doing whatever she wants them to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Out of a failed pin attempt, Hana hits a belly-to-belly and looks to be rolling it into another one. But it somehow rolled into the torque wrench. Yes. Natsu is in to break up the pin, and Madi is in quickly to clean that up. Hana nails a 10-on-10 delayed suplex, and Madi joins her in the double kick to Kigetsu's back. Was this the suplex where she just literally picked Kigetsu up off the ground without Kigetsu's help whatsoever? Beautiful. Suddenly, Jamie is in to cause a no contest at 801. She bowls over middle-aged drift, and she runs in and appears to have brought the rest of the stardom roster with her as well. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little confused by stars jumping in, but I think they were just trying to break it up. This is just too much for middle-aged ref, as everything is going absolutely bonkers. Old ref calmly walks down and sorts everything out. No, he does what he's supposed to do. I appreciate the sisters cleaning house in the opener and not taking away from the bigger issue at hand here. It was a nice way to highlight them without taking away from anything else. And we got Mighty back in the ring and Oido tied to come out. And Hana just made the crowd love everything that was going on here. Yeah, they did a really good job of making Jamie feel important and then taking her importance and now moving it into a feud of Oido Tai versus Hana's group. With all that out of the way, it's time for the official second match, seeing Jan, Jungle and Monster, versus QQ of Viper and Azumi. Yeah, we shoot over into the Jungle locker room, where they once again pop up from the sides to do the Jungle intros, until Jungle says, you know, this year we haven't won yet. Well, it's 2019, so I'd like to get the win from Viper. Let's go, Jungle Jungle. We then shoot over to Viper, who says, hi, Asuka. Asuka? Not Asuka. Today... Me and Izumi are teaming up, and we're taking on Jan. I don't think I've ever faced Araka before, but I fought Kiona lots of times, and we got it handled because we're the coolest tag team going. And like everyone else, they're going to bow down to the queens. Was it just me, or was there this weird, like, big sister vibe where, like, Viper was, like, Azumi's big sister, and every time she would say something like, we're cool, Azumi would do a little weird pose to go along with it? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but Viper... If you ever get to hear this, and if I ever get to see you in person, please don't hurt me for what I'm about to say. You're a big lady, and that title belt from Pro Wrestling Eve is massive on you. That's the best women's belt I think I've ever seen. That thing must be huge, dude. Yeah, it looks awesome. You can you can compliment her on how great it looks on her. Oh, it mm. does. It makes her look special. Mm. And she is. Yeah. Jungle and Monster are out first, and I notice Old Ref is standing by to maintain the order. Side note, it looks like Jungle is recovering from her knee injury and may be back soon. I'm talking about current time right now. IRT. I hope so and look forward to seeing her again. Mayu twatted out the other day the updated roster for the stars and it included her. Thumbs up, hoping everything is good. Can't wait. Viper and Azumi come out and Azumi is easily being carried by Viper and holds her SWA championship as well. Everything about this entrance is right. Yes, I love it. I've been a fan of the smaller person riding the bigger person since Kidman and Reese used to do it in the flock in WCW days. But Viper and Azumi look even more impressive. Little bit of figuring out who goes first on both teams, but it's Jungle and Viper to start off with the crowd firmly on Jungle's side here. 
I really love how when Azumi sends Viper in to do the bidding, Raka pats Jungle on the back and wishes her luck as she quickly exits the ring. <laughs> Good luck! Collar and elbow lock up, and both ladies look strong as hell here. Break off the ropes and into a headlock and power blocking by Viper, who easily looks like a million bucks here. Mm-hmm. She comes off the ropes and knocks Jungle over with minimal effort, but Jungle is quick to move out of the back body drop from Viper. Jungle looks to get the upper hand, but can't quite get Viper up for a body slam. Viper reverses it by picking Jungle up, and she squirms out of it by flipping over Viper's back. Jungle nearly sees the end of everything by narrowly avoiding being crushed by Viper. Jesus, Viper, you didn't hold back at all on this one, did you? They had the time of that so great, it looked phenomenal. I guess you either move or good luck, huh? Why, she was there. (laughs) Stand off after a two count, and both of these ladies look amazing. Evenly matched, they both tag out to bring in Monster and Azumi. I don't know what Azumi was going for here. I'm going to assume she's just so fast that time itself couldn't keep up with her, and Monster just took an easy stomp to her to stop all of it. Yeah, I had mad props to Raka here, because exactly like you said, it looked like she was like, I'm not going to be able to keep up with her. I'll just kick her in the back. But it doesn't last long, as Azumi is quickly back in control, until she's trying to pull Monster off the ropes. Jungle knocks Viper off the side, and they double-team on Azumi with a toss into the ropes for a double shoulder tackle. We then get Jungle falling on top of Azumi for a standing splash, and then the backpack version with Monster added to it. Raka was kind of in control of the match at this point, and Jungle just comes in and beats up a child for no reason. Beats up a <laughs> child? <laughs> that child <laughs> Evil Japanese soccer mom who just beat up Azumi for no reason and then helped her daughter beat her up some more. Oh my goodness. You know, if we ever get to go over there and Azumi were to ever find out something like that was said about her, she would whoop your ass. Uh, I'll just call um, Oriotai and have them kidnap her and I'll be good. Can't wrestle if you're tied to a chair. Jungle is about to lock in the Osaka crab in Osaka. Somehow, Azumi manages to drag it over the ropes for a save. But Jungle returns the favor with easily gut-wrenching her into a single-shoulder torture rack. She lays Azumi across the rope and spanks her. Much like an evil Japanese soccer mom would. Jungle looks to be doing it again, but turns it into a spinning backbreaker. Looks great. Monster tries for a perfect plex, but gets kicked in the face for it. In the confusion, Viper tries to help out, but ends up landing straight on Azumi's head, and the crowd are expressing the same shock I am here. I'm feeling so bad for Azumi. Everybody's taking turns on her. Jungle and Viper work to the outside, and Monster stomps Azumi straight down to the mat, but it isn't enough to put it away. Monster tries for another perfect plex, but Azumi smoothly rolls it into a schoolgirl. It only gets a two, and Viper is in to power over Monster. And Monster is looking like an absolute monster by kicking out of that attack. Yeah. Viper misses the Viper Bomb out of the corner, and Monster is doing everything she can to hold on. Jungle tries to help, but is quickly put back out. Viper and Azumi set up Monster in the corner on top of Jungle, and Viper barrel rolls into them from the opposite corner. Viper and Azumi then make a Sheba onto Monster and Viper, making sure she's down with a back body drop, followed by the three in 821. Oof. I don't know what to tell y'all, but when um, when Viper tried that splash off the top rope, did any of y'all flinch? A little bit. I flinched when she landed on her head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I flinch every time she does stuff like that. Well, and then the, the curb stomp from Azumi from on top of Viper's shoulders, just to even... Yeah, yeah that too. Well, that, I mean, 
that's cool, but for Viper to get up on that top rope, <laughs> oh well, yeah, pretty impressive. <laughs> I, I'm gonna commend Jungle though for um for trying to pick up Viper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if she did, it would have been really impressive. This has to be one of the easiest matches for me to watch since we started. Everything about it was right for me. Also, the post-match pose for the camera was perfect. Yeah, I, my only notes are super fun match, and they stole the crowd, man. The crowd was literally into everything they did. I feel bad for anybody who has to follow this match. On paper, it didn't like excite me, but watching it, it was they, they did everything right. Cut over to Alex looking on like I would be if I were at a startup show right now. All right, Hardo, stop right there before you say anything. Because I had my flag out and I was throwing the hell out of it. It's match four with stars Tam, Natsumi, Alex, and Saki. Going against QQ, B, Konami, Momo, and Utami. Man, looking at the lineup for this match, and you would have to appreciate that all but two of these ladies have held championships. Who are the two that haven't? But maybe Alex has some pink gold in her future. Mm. Well, I wanted to point this out, too, before we got into the locker room talk. Between last show and this show, myself and Dr. The Wife actually had the pleasure of meeting Alex. Hell at Mission Pro yeah. Wrestling show. And you guys should check out Mission Pro Wrestling if you haven't yet. And she is legitimately down to earth. Just awesome. Like oh, She yeah. took a lot of time to talk to Dr. The Wife about some of their stuffs, as well as meeting her at the Mission Pro. She's starting to get the buzz, guys. Y'all should jump on this train before it's too late. She's showing up in Mission Pro, NWA, AEW, and this past Wednesday made her debut for Ring of Honor. She is blowing up right now, and it's kind of cool to know that we were kind of there at the ground floor when she was starting to get big. And the fact that she's such an awesome, nice person in real life couldn't happen to a nicer person. Oh, yeah. Hardworking person, too. Yeah. So we shoot into the locker room where Tam says, or sorry, Tam whispers, it's the final day in Asuka. I'm going to say why that would, wrong why every time. Why was she whispering? Well, we'll get to that. Kasaki oh. whispers, it's here. And then Tam says, why are you whispering? And Saki says, because you are. So oh, they don't explain no. why they're whispering. They're just doing it because Tam's whispering. Tam says, okay, well, we went to the semifinals yesterday. So this is our fourth match. But why are we fighting QQ? Saki says, we face them again. It's QQ again. Tam says, it's QQ again. I'm facing Momo for the white belt on January 14th. I want to win no matter what and show her the power of stars, right? At which point, Natsumi and Alex awkwardly say yes. And then Tam says, we are stars. And they all kind of agree awkwardly before Tam makes him do it again in unison. We are stars. It's like they're fumbling over their words. <laughs> they're so excited and having fun with it that they're not really caring about oh. what they say, it seems like. Yeah. We then shoot over to Momo, who says it's the last day in Osaka. I got it right that time. It's a preview of my white belt defense. I want to win today and then go on to defend against Tam. Let's go. Miss Yuri's getting better at announcing Alex. This time, she actually named the town that she's from and omitted the U.S. part. Good. Where, where did she say? I'll leave that for you and the fans to go back and listen and see if you can pick up. I like when Tam comes out, and it's an instant streamer battle. Not sure how it's won, though. Looks like the rafters or middle-aged ref are the targets here. Middle-aged ref checks everyone out again, and it appears that Utami and Natsumi are starting everything off. Another collar and elbow lock start off into wrist locks, and middle-aged ref trying to moonwalk a bit for some reason. Moonwalk. 
I mean, you'd be trying to get out of the way too, wouldn't you? The ladies go to a standoff and reset with the test of strength with Natsumi getting in the torque wrench. Off the ropes, and Utami easily bowls over Natsumi and clears the star's corner for QQ to come in and work over Natsumi some more. Momo hit a hard drop kick to drop Natsumi out of the corner and soften her up for Utami. Konami is in to lay in some kicks. Nope, not in long at all, and Momo is in to display the strength. Nasty hair toss to Natsumi as she's just walking her around the ring with ease. She tags in B, who sets up and executes the elbow stomp. I don't know how she does this without doing long-term damage. Hats off to her. Me neither. And hats off to Natsumi for taking it properly, because I don't know how you do it. Everything's looking good for B until Natsumi dodges, ducks, dips, dives, and dodges again to get in Saki. Who seems to have new gear. Little bit of madness and Saki and Tam drop-kicking B and Utami into the bottom ropes. But it clears up pretty quick. And B is taking it to Saki. Good. Good. B tags in Konami and she picks up where B left off. Good. Wait, what did I miss? <laughs> Nothing. I have to go, she <laughs> has to go back. I cut out. You have to go back. You have to say that the bulldog that Saki did. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen a no momentum bulldog. Just that's that's it. That's my note. Konami has reverse armbar number 25 locked in while the rest of QQ keeps stars from helping. As Konami is trying to gut wrench Saki, Saki turns it into that bulldog that you're talking about. There we go. Hey. And she quickly slides on her knees to tag in Tam. All right, let's bring it down a little bit because Konami straight kicked poor Tam in the head. Yeah, she did. This would normally get you charged with assault anywhere else in the world. But not here. Momo finally lands a dropkick on Tam after the two trade some missed ones. But Tam just flies out of the corner with a need of Momo's face to stop her dead middle in the ring. They go to trade blows, and you'd think they were trying to mug each other for their wallets. Kick of the night from Momo to Tam as she just straight punched that ticket after some reversals. Running knees to the face from Momo, and Tam slickly bridges out of that pin attempt. These two ladies can go Iron Woman, and I'd watch every second of it twice. Yeah, 100%. Tam finally manages to hit a belly-to-back suplex on Momo, but it only gets a two and leads into some madness. Flying knees from the top rope to Tam from Momo, and stars break the pin. QQ returns the favor by breaking the pin right after Tam flies into Momo with a knee to the face. Saki snuck in a nice dropkick to Itami during all of this, too. Mm-hmm. Tam tags in Alex, and she immediately hits the 979 to Momo to lay her in front of the corner for the flying splash. It doesn't get the three, but she tries another pin with a weird rolling schoolgirl, I think that was. I'm not sure what this was. She like jumped into it. It was kind of strange, but good. Momo ducks out of the second 979 attempt and begins to just choke her out. Yeah. As she's going to double underhook suplex her, Tam gets in a sweeping head kick to Momo when Alex dumps out of the way. Alex goes back up top to hit a flying, I I don't know what to call this, and not make it sound dirty. Oh, no. He just jumps into her. We'll move it on. Momo, not to be outdone by herself, hits the new kick of the night to Alex to allow her to single underhook choke suplex her into a bridge to get the three in 11.51. See, I was going to look up the name of this suplex, but I knew you would have an interesting name for it. So we are just going to go with the single underhook choking suplex. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. I mean, technically you are, but you're not, so I'm sticking with it. This match started off right and built up to everything in the end. This was another example of how to have a larger tag match and highlight everyone without taking away from anyone. And with how everything went, 
you definitely want to see some single matches come out of this. I know I wouldn't mind seeing a Tam Momo story come out of it, or maybe even a Tam Saki arc. Who knows? Tune in you know, next month for Momo and Tam. You know, I really hate to say this because I I, I was okay with it. But it was a pretty impressive move by Saki to twirl B to the ground. The spinning DDT she did? I, I had to admit that was pretty cool. But uh, B's knee to Saki's face was also pretty cool. So, But overall, I enjoyed the pace of uh, Tam and Konami's uh, section. It was a decent match. It left me kind of sad because Alex lost. But you know who else lost? Saki. <laughs> Good. Uh, I, a, I felt this match was a little bit clunky. But I thought it did a really good job of setting up the Momo and Tam match that's coming up on the 14th, which I believe is our next show to review. All in all, uh, it did what it was supposed to do. Nobody looked terrible. Like I said, it just was a little clunky, and it could have been high expectations on my point because of the eight people that were involved. Our main event tonight is for the High Speed Championship and sees the champion, Hazuki, defend against Starlight Kid. I had to go ice my hand for this one because I know that the notes were about to get flooded and needed some extra typing. You just made that sound so weird, but okay. <laughs> Suzuki says it's my first defense of the high-speed title. I don't even want this belt, but whoever has it needs to raise the value of it. I'm looking forward to whoever thinks they can come and try to take it. I like Oedo Tai coming out and holding the ropes for the champion here. I think... I don't know if we've mentioned this before. Hazuki's song is weird. I like it, dude. But it's a lot like Starlight's Kid's song. Eh, I guess. Wait, no, not even yeah. close. Yeah, it's like here's some general happy pop techno music. Hold on, I'll, I'll put in clips here in a second. But yeah. you, the fans, tell us. Are they similar, like Matt says? Japanese Jack Tunney is in the ring to hold the belt for championship photos, and Old Ref is in to show middle-aged Ref yet again how to do this right. We say this every time, and I'm going to continue to say it every time. I love that the owner of the company is in there showing off the belts in every belt match. Every company should do this. It makes it feel like a big deal. The timekeeper can't even ring the bell fast enough for Old Ref's magic waving hands, and Kid is already across the ring to dropkick Hazuki. And that's the only real contact made until Kid can hurt Karana and dropkick her after a lightning quick round of reversals here. Yeah. Hazuki quickly turns the tables and just starts working over Kid with stomps and taunting her with her foot in the throat while on the bottom rope. Hazuki just powers a body slam and made it look easy. Kid tries to trade elbows with her, but Hazuki's just not having it. Not sure who saved who here, but a Hurricanrana off the ropes and Kid DDTs Hazuki down to the mat. The weird, like, cross-legged Hurricanrana into a pin looked great. I was like, I've never seen anybody do it that way before. Kid hits 8166 as she is going in for it. The camera changes and to see her land it onto Hazuki. Nice. Yeah. I do have to say the camera work is getting a bit better and shots like this are pretty amazing. So long as they're not done overly done or frantically zooming in and out to make you dizzy. Yeah. Standing moonsault from kid only sees a two and Izuki just slips out of whatever kid was trying for a quick code breaker. Izuki yeah. quickly picks up for a backbreaker and lays in a headlock. That move was a little bit out of place for this match. While Izuki was tied up in the ropes after a missed head kick, Kid gets in a snug dropkick and rushes from the corner for another one. But Hazuki is right there to dodge and start mugging Kid. Hazuki missteps and it sees Kid hurt Karana Hazuki again, to, this time to the bottom rope, for the dropkick of the night. 
It looked like it went straight through Azuki as she gets rolled outside by it. She sold it perfect. Kid doesn't waste much time and heads up to the top to fly outside and meet her. 11 on 10. This camera angle made it look so much better, too, because they both just kind of disappear off the screen. It looked great. Kudos again on the camera shot. Kid rolls Hazuki back inside and does the run-up to the corner to reverse DDT Hazuki. The slice bread number two. I wonder, does Kid do this when they are at different locations that don't have these turnbuckle pads? Because I know right now that Stardom rents the rings in the area that they are in, but mm-hmm. it'd be kind of interesting to see her do it when they actually have more traditional wrestling turnbuckles. Oh, no. I'd have to watch and see. I haven't thought about it. We don't see her do it every match, so I don't know. Maybe it is a arena-dependent. Underhook perfect plex from Kid to Hazuki. It looks like she's going for it again, but turns it into a sweeper to set up a spinning frog splash from the top. Old Ref comes over to wag the finger at Kid for trying to pull Hazuki by the hair. Kid gets up and goes for the back-sitting... N- n- no, never mind. Hazuki just dumps her off and does things for a roll-up from Kid. Yep. Yes, it was that confusing to watch, too. <laughs> yeah. Sideways Hurricane Rana into a roll-up pin from Kid. Kid then manages to land her sitting on Hazuki's back and hits a reverse Canadian Destroyer. If I'm not mistaken, it's called, like, the SOS or something like that in America. What in the actual logic of physics was going on with this, though? Somehow, Hazuki kicks out of it. Kid is back up top, and Hazuki rolls out of the moonsault and lays Kid out with a stiff kick. Old ref is quick to check on her, too. <laughs> yeah. Both ladies are on the mat and work their way to standing up by trading blows. They turn into slaps, and Kid puts in a couple of that made me cringe, too. But that's okay, because Suzuki laid in a kick to Kid's head that made me jump out of my chair. Yeah, she's challenging Momo for that kick of the night. Whew. That was a hard one. Kid rolls a power slam attempt into a pin, but only gets a two and tries to elbow her way into the hearts and minds of the fans and Azuki. Another knockout kick to the head from Azuki as Kid was coming off the ropes, and it's followed by a textbook power slam. Another one lays Kid in front of a corner for Hazuki to flip and dive off the top. Holy mother of God, what was this? Hazuki, this is an intervention. <laughs> we love you. You're amazing. Stop doing flippy shit from the top rope. You almost break your neck every time. Quit it. But it's enough for Hazuki to get the three in 1151. And Japanese Jack Tunney is in to present the high-speed belt and trophy to Hazuki. And Dean Malenko would be so damn proud of this match. It was a good match. I said the ending. Hazuki really needs to stop doing flip stuff off the top rope. Love you. You can do no wrong except for when you go up top and try to do a flip. This is twice you've almost broken your neck. I imagine Matt doing a little heart thing when he says, love you. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, a, they both look good. The pace and energy was really good. It was excellent. Jump uh, half twist off the belt buckle by Hazuki was great. And uh, a really nice way to end the match. I, I was actually happy for her. And I know in the past I've said, man, she's kind of mean. But I really enjoyed watching her go. Um, I'm glad she didn't reject the trophy, though, like she did one, once before. Like, it sounds like a cliche thing to say. But it's nice when the high speed title is defended in a high-speed match they they had the right pace they had the right intensity yeah they definitely drew you into this match that sure did i agree with that my match of the night would have to be jan versus qq i know that the main event was everything i wanted it to be but i love tag matches and they are amazing when everything is done right you had two teams that were actually teams and not random people and everyone was on the same page here 
All the ladies were wrestling their asses off, and the crowd was into it. You wouldn't have thought that Azumi and Monster were so early in their careers by watching this one either. This match will also be overshadowed by the main event when you look at the show as a whole because Hazuki and Kid are always top drawer. I can't say enough good about this match. Hazuki and Kid will always get plenty of praise from me, but the Jan and QQ match is probably going to go underrated, and I want to see it get some credit that it rightfully deserves. I'm going to say... I'm on the same page as you. Like, if you look at this on paper, Hazuki versus Starlight Kid for the high-speed title should be match of the night every time. But for some reason, QQ and Jan, they drew me in, man. That that whole, like, big sister, little sister energy. Uh, Azumi taking that splash to the face from Viper. Jungle even playing it a bit hill with the Japanese evil soccer mom. Like, I loved everything about it. They drew me in. They drew the crowd in. It was a phenomenal match. And for that, I have to give it match of the night. Even though my heart wants to say Hazuki and Starlight Kid, I have to give it to Jan versus QQ. Dr. The Wife? So I actually gave it to the high speed match because it really was that good. But after listening to you guys talk about it, I thoroughly enjoyed how the eight woman tag went, especially with the uh, the way it ended and someone mm. that we all know lost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, I mean, the whole the whole car was great. I, I liked the way that they finished off the end of the match for the eight-woman tag. But I agree, the, the high-speed title match was definitely the one that should, really would get all the praise. Overall, yeah. all the matches did pretty well. Even though some of them started really slow, they all did really well to pick up the pace. Yeah. Which leads us to Hill of the Night, and my choice is a four-person tie. It's Hana's group from Bobby and Sadie refusing to tag into Jamie to the just sheer beat down of Jamie after the match to then out healing Oedotai in the match of Hana and Mary versus Kagutsu and Natsumi. They just out healed everybody tonight as a group. So I'm giving my heel of the night to Hana's group, which is currently still unnamed. Dr. The Wife? Interesting you said that. I actually gave heel of the night to Hannah herself because of the way that she got that fight started. Okay. Yeah, foot to the face is always awesome. Cool, cool. Walda? My heel of the night would have to be Saki. She tried to throw us off tonight by changing her gear and making us think that she was someone else, but her evil overshadows any fake costume she may be wearing as it's always easy to point her out by the amount of evil that she does. Fair enough. I'm Waldo, and that's it for me. I'm the Matt. I'm Dr. The Y. Be sure to catch us on all the usual places within social media, at Face Wrestling on the Twitter and Facebook. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing. You can catch the audio version of the episode on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to stutter kick the subscribe button here on the YouTube. One last note that you also forgot. I, I say this with a, a heavy heart and a sad tear in my eye. Make sure to tune in to the next episode, where there will probably be video footage of me dying oh. <laughs> as well as possibly a photo of the after effects as i am going to be murdered by holiday check out the instagrams because it will be there as always check out www.stardom-world.com where you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 yen a month how much 920 that's not a lot and don't forget everyone is different and everyone is good